This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys talk with Daniel Witt and Molly Bounds of Madison City Schools in Alabama about their success with digital portfolios. We'll have music from our featured artist of the week and more. That's all up next on the season two finale of the EduTech Guys. EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. Hope everyone is doing well out there. I'm one of your hosts, David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. Welcome to the show. That's right. This is the season finale for season two. Yeah, pretty exciting. That is awesome. I think we've done over 100 shows in two years. It is crazy. Not even counting um, the conferences. and Yeah. I was looking at the other day. We've, we've got something like 490 hours of audio sitting that out there. That is awesome, at least really for crazy. somebody. Who's gonna, uh, yeah. Whoever's going to spend any of that time listening to it, I have it's no idea. It's hours and 90 hours of really good stuff. <laughs> and There's 10 minutes of great stuff spread throughout 490 hours of uh, true American dream right here. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, check us on the web. You can always catch us at Twitter, twitter.com slash edutechguys. You can also follow us on the web at www.edutechguys.com. Drop down to the bottom of the page, and you'll find our nice little form there. You can fill it out and get in touch with us. As always, hashtag ETG chat. Um, heck, just go to Google. If you type in edutechguys, I'm pretty sure I'll bet you my 78 Dotson that you'll probably find the edu- find us pretty quickly out there on the web. That's right. You'll see our ugly mugs <laughs> pop up everywhere. You know, it's it's funny. Today I have to bring this up. Oh, no. <laughs> David and I are actually the same age, and uh, uh, we're, we're a month different, I think, in age. And we, But uh, someone today was giving us a hard time about looking older than oh, yes. we are. Well, a superintendent you know. will. We'll cut his brake lines later, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> can, he's he's, he's only your boss. That's, that's perfectly fine. Not, that's, not worried about it. That's so, legal uh, in most countries. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, today we have got a really, really cool show for you guys. Uh, going to talk about digital portfolios. Uh, and the way this started... Uh, Jeff and I were having a conversation uh, at lunch, which is often how we come up with the ideas for our shows. We're hanging out at lunch and one of us says something stupid and next thing you know, there's a show. Uh, And so uh, we were talking about digital portfolios and and how um, easy, at least in our brain, uh, how easy they are to implement and yet how it seems like nobody is doing it or that's how it felt anyway. So uh, we, we, as Jeff says, we came up with a graphic, we, we tweeted it out and, um, we were really planning to come in here and, and frankly, give most of you guys a hard time about not using digital portfolios. And then a really cool thing happened. Yeah. A really cool thing happened. Um, I get a message, I get a tweet from uh, Daniel Witt and it says, Hey, check out this documentary. And you know, check out this link. And so I watched this documentary and I'm floored. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm floored. I'm like, holy smokes. And it's really interesting 
Because the moment that happens, it's weird how the world works and, you know, t- timeline and, and, and this, you know, one, not the other dimensions, but this one, <laughs> it's really interesting how this one works because here is not only this beautiful documentary, but it's everything you need to take it right out of the box or modify it to fit your school or your area or your town or whatever. And it's right there. And it's funny because um, I had a school in Texas that was that's right now having a three-day workshop on digital portfolios. And I had just told them, yeah, three days, that's cute. That's not enough time. Right, <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and I was able to write back last night and go, great, you need to watch yeah. this documentary. Yeah. And if you'll go down here and click this this link at tinyurl, you're going to have everything you need. Yeah. Now, it's been taken care of for you. So all you got to do it. So this has happened and I like to be proven wrong. And so we've been proven wrong. Yeah. It's and, awesome. And it makes me really happy. Yeah, so it's been very cool. So, I'll tell you what, we'll, go ahead. We're no, going to jump out to a quick commercial and uh, we'll be right back and we'll jump right into this. We, with, we really know what we're doing. We really do. <laughs> <laughs> David Winslow falling. You aren't following the script. I, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. I'll get you later. <laughs> You're listening to edutechguys.com. Don't just listen to us. Bring us into your district today for cool, exciting professional development. We'll teach you and your students how to take podcasting to the next level and use it to reach your classroom and to reach the world. Reach out to us on Twitter (laughs) at EduTechGuys or head over to EduTechGuys.com. Scroll down on the page and fill out the form and we'll be in touch. Bring EduTechGuys to your school. Awesome. All right. Uh, without further ado, we are going to uh, bring these folks in. Uh, and I just want to, uh, at the top of the show, I, I I wasn't neglecting Natalia. Just wasn't. She came in right at the last second. So uh, Natalia Dooley is also part of the group. But we're going to let each of them introduce themselves and uh, welcome to the show. Tell us who you are, where you are, what you do, all that good stuff. And then we'll get into the meat of the discussion about digital portfolios. All right. Thanks for having us, guys. I'll start. I'm Daniel Witt, uh, Instructional Technology Coordinator down in Madison, Alabama at Madison City Schools. Hi, I'm Molly Bounds. I am an Elementary Instructional Specialist of Innovations and Initiatives. <laughs> Longest that's, title. That's, that's a, and, and a lot of eyes. There's a lot of <laughs> yeah. eyes in there. <laughs> that's where the fun is. And I'm Natalia Dooley. I'm also in Madison City, and I used to be a part of the innovation team, but I'm in federal programs, but I still love hanging out with the guys. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. And and really, seriously, thank you so much for uh, reaching out in, in response to uh, the tweet that uh, Jeff threw out there. I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely. Th- thanks for throwing out the lure. Yeah, that's right. One of my tweets that I actually deleted said, okay, the the gauntlet's been thrown. Let's see who's going to, but you guys beat me to that tweet. So I just, yeah, you didn't even have to. So, so tell us about um, whole child, whole story, your, your digital portfolio uh, program. Uh, We started this process almost three years ago with, and we did not necessarily intend to make a documentary and we did not necessarily intend to create all the resources and share them with the world. But um, one of our mantras is uh, no matter what we do, connect, partner, create, and share is kind of the cycle that drives everything that we do. And we believe that that will drive innovation. And so um, as we went through this process, we learned exactly what you guys have been picking up on, which is that no one's doing this. We are all talking about it, but no one's really getting it lifted off the ground. And so we just kind of thought, well, we have the skill set, we have the manpower, and we got the ideas. And if any ideas we don't have, the students and teachers will help us fill it in. Um, and so we just decided to start start throwing together video. We took a camera with us everywhere we went. Um, we threw everything that we had into a Google Drive folder and shared it with our own teachers. And we thought, why not just make this public? Um, and then eventually we had enough video footage to throw together a 38-minute documentary <laughs> Um, and we really believe in that thing. Um, and by the way, I don't know if you picked up on this yet, but uh, the documentary was actually edited by a high school junior. Yeah, I did. Ca- um, I caught that. All the yeah. camera work was done by high schools. Wow. Yeah, right behind where I'm sitting right now at an editing station, uh, Christian Arnsbarger is the kid's name, and he's phenomenal. Uh, we could not have done this without him and some other students who helped us along the way as well. Um, but our hope is that this this video especially will be a catalyst. Uh, Elon Musk is a big uh, hero of mine and 
he says a lot of everything that he does, he says, I just want to accelerate the advent of mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And that's really what we're trying to do is accelerate the advent of digital portfolios. Yeah, yeah, cool. absolutely. And guys, something I wanted to point out as Daniel was talking, um, the resources that we created, it's not really three of us. When we say we, we mean the entire district that we work with. And actually, we've been picking the brain of people in the North Alabama, some folks in South Alabama, some people out of state. So resources, we started out with a couple of things and some things didn't work and teachers were putting their words in and um, we were collecting input. So this was the biggest thing that came out of this. Yeah, yeah. It was a muddy process, but it was great collaboration that ended up with something that's usable and kind of makes uncharted territory a little more comfortable now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's the first thing I noticed about the documentary is it's not just two or three people. Uh, there's a yeah. there's a ton of people and a ton of students on the video mm-hmm. uh, yeah. just to show that the editing was done beautifully to go, hey, listen, we've got this in this beautiful timeline and here's it, it kept changing. So I was never seeing the same face again. It was like, yeah. wow, everybody had something to do with this. That's that's a big credit to your district, a big credit to your school. I mean, that's cool. that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, there it is. Um, you guys realize the same thing we were just talking about. And every year I talk to a lot of schools about why aren't you doing digital portfolios just use google classroom or do this or that you know it's there let's talk about it um you guys uh injected it with steroids and (laughs) 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 and went okay let's throw it to the wolves and see how this tears apart and what happens so that comes up to how did you come up with the process to create the process i know that might sound redundant but there was four of us in an office for a year. Yeah, a tiny little. I was gonna eight say, eight you, you were locked in an office for a year. That'll do it. Great collaboration. I, I do think one mind cannot make that happen. Yeah, it's right. collaboration and the kids. The kids actually drove the whole thing. We love Mark Pransky, and he puts the kid in the forefront of the classroom, mm-hmm. which is totally new. The current classroom is not going to work with digital portfolios or the old classroom. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's word it that way. Sure. So we let the which kids, unfortunately is often right. current. Yeah. Yep. We let the kids drive the whole process, and then we were the adults who were vetting to make sure it's quality and driving the rigor and providing adult. Facilitation. So my, one of my questions is, you know, in the creative process, there's always one goal. It starts with one goal. And then as you go through that creative process, that goal becomes multifaceted and you mm-hmm. learn as you go along. What was in that when the four of you were in there with that? I know it had to be a whiteboard in there somewhere. So when you're in there with that whiteboard and you had that one goal, do you remember the one goal that came out first? That one thing that, that started that spark? So I, I know the original spark was about three years ago when all of us were hired in to the central office and all of us were going, why did I get out of the classroom? You know, <laughs> uh, which is often the case with educational leaders, right? And uh, it was set forth by our secondary coordinator, Dr. Heather Donaldson. She said, uh, listen, we just got back from model schools conference uh, and they there was an amazing session on digital portfolios. I have no idea how to do it, but it'd be great if you guys could figure it out. Um, and so that's kind of how that was the initial spark. And then we just kept on pouring gasoline on it. Um, the key along the way was having school level personnel who had innovative mindsets, um, who were willing to work with us, willing to partner with us with, without knowing that it was going to work. That's the key, I think, to any innovation, especially in education is you have to be willing to jump in. Um, and so we would identify one or two key teachers, media specialists in this process are really, really key. And we would just communicate with them and say, Hey, you guys want to try something weird with us? You know? And so we started, I think our first one ever was a fifth grade, the entire fifth grade at horizon elementary. I think it was the first one we ever did and man, was it broken, but it worked still, you know what I mean? It, It was, it was disjointed, but we went in there and we, the kids understood right off the bat, Hey, you guys are the guinea pigs. And eventually, by the end of it, it was a really, really beautiful experience, I think, for everybody. Um, and then we've been in every school since. Um, that's 11 schools in our district. We've been in all of them and just doing this in some way. And what we're trying now, our hurdle is getting it, the momentum going so strong that it operates without us right. so that we can take our foot off the gas and it still moves. Right. And that's a challenge with anything. Sure. So tying that in, with you know the, the conversation that Jeff and I had in terms of 
it didn't feel like anybody any anyway at the time yesterday <laughs> that anyone yeah. was even doing this and then you're talking about you know you grew it from one grade level and and you've been sort of helping it gain its steam and and build up um so i mean let's let's talk about that why why is that such a problem why do you think digital portfolios don't have that steam push behind it yeah Man, that's a big one. Um, and you guys please jump in whenever we, we feel really strongly about this. Uh, you know, there are a lot of things in education that are evolving and they're evolving at an exponential rate beyond what we've seen in the past. And I think a lot of the, the problems that we keep butting up against is trying to force fit new ideas into an old construct. Mm. And I think so often that's what drives educators nuts. Yep. Um, and so I think we should start there. Um, in 2017, educators, students, uh, administrators are so overwhelmed by the sheer additive nature of education. Sure. Do this. Now do this. Yeah. But don't let go of what you started last year. Now do this on top of that. And while you're at it, get your teachers to also fill out these forms and then do this. And so we firmly believe that part of what's going to allow digital portfolios to really take off is subtracting some stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Austin Kleon says in his book, Steal Like an Artist, in fact, he has an entire chapter. Mm -hmm. It's called uh, Creativity is Subtraction. That's the name of the chapter. And I firmly believe that in education, we've got to start trashing some things mm -hmm. because our teachers and students are overwhelmed. And so that's one of the big hurdles. And I think the other side of it um, is that it doesn't blend well with the old industrial model of education that requires metrics and numbers to drive everything. Mm -hmm. When you have an, an accomplishment culture that portfolios can so beautifully catalyze, when that's a thing, how do you quantify that? How do you add a number to, or how do you slap a number on it and say, you're at the top, you're in the middle and you're at the bottom. Right. And I think that that's something that doesn't jive very well with our current model of education. And so along the way, I think we're going to have to reinvent a lot of education for portfolios to actually take off. You know, you're, you're exactly right. Okay. You got one? I no, have one. No, I, I thought, I thought, I'm sorry. I, that's my bad. I thought Molly was going to jump in there a second. So. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Well, I mean, a lot of things are going through my head, but I'm going to bring up Prinsky again, because he was one of the catalysts that said, really, what are you doing? If we're not providing a place for children's to children to, affect and change the world positively what are you doing you get out of education exactly and yeah. when you think about that you're like okay well if that's what we want them to do that doesn't line up with abcd it doesn't line up with report cards it lines up with accomplishment and how do you measure that how do you show that yeah. and, a, and a child needs to go through a lot of self-reflection and uh, uh looking at their own identity and setting their own goals and and i think digital that's where digital portfolios started to really coalesce around those ideas of self-identity and self-empowerment and I can change the world and here let me show you all of me do. and what I can do mm -hmm. instead of grades and they feel students feel very locked in by their goals being a letter or a number right yeah, yeah. we well, you know it's funny you should say that I had a student I have a problem with research papers. I have a big problem with research papers. And I'm a former English teacher. I hear you. <laughs> you know, back in the day when you had a library and that's it, I, you know, okay, whatever. But I had a student come to me and say, I want to be a CIA analyst. What is it? What do I need to do? <laughs> and I said, and I'm going to go to the end of your documentary. It's the last phase of what you have. You need to ship. It's time to ship this thing. And we don't we don't allow our we don't allow our students to do that. I'm going to write you a research paper on four points from Harry S. Truman, and I'm going to turn it in, and you're going to read it, and I'm going to done the work on it, and that's as far as it's ever going to go. Yeah, and yeah, it's what, not, what it's good not a whole is lot that? Of incentive to do solid work, is it? Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. No. I, I'm back to why didn't you just tell me to to pick a topic and write a blog on it every week inside yeah. my digital portfolio, and then maybe have some peer grading thrown in there so that they're going to help me move forward. And it's and then it's out there. It's in the world. It's in the yeah. wild. And and if anybody's going to see it, it would be the CIA. But I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. say that. Yeah, we, we firmly <laughs> we firmly believe that providing our students with an authentic audience for their work and their learning and their growth is is really what it's all about in 2017. Yeah, you're right. Um, they're, they're they're seeking an audience for their thinking already, mm -hmm. but they have their life 
on one side and their school on another side. Yeah. And what we're really trying to do is merge those things together. Yeah. You know, what does their workflow look like in 2017? It should look what their learning looks like. I mean, they should look identical. They should look similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it'll date so. me, but I, I have to tell you, the music was great. Um, I'm a jazz and classical bassist. I was a band director in a former life. Um, cool. You know, we get to get that even in, if, if five people come to hear me play trio jazz and like it. Wow. I'm happy. You know, yeah. we're, we're robbing our students of that opportunity in art and creative writing and everything. And, and this, yeah. to me, that's where the digital portfolio comes in. I, I like to call it the digital refrigerator. You know, it's because there's all that stuff that you used to stick on the refrigerator, but it's now in a one bigger step forward. It's all right Man, there. Absolutely. Uh, really great thinker, Monica Hardy has a graphic and I, I wish I had it right now and to pull it up. It's called refrigerator worthy. Yeah. And it shows how, how you, how, you know, how you inspire change and, you know, um, throwing it up on the refrigerator now is putting it out into the world via the internet. Yeah. Yes. The world refrigerator. That's That's right. Yeah. And no kid <laughs> wants to put out low quality work. Right. Mm -hmm. No You're, kid wants to do that. Mm -hmm. So they're going to grow because they have to grow. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's, yeah. uh, one of the, uh, one of my, he's one of my mentors. Um, I don't know you may or may not know Kevin Honeycutt. Um, he uh, he he was working with a student, well, a group of students, and and at that time was getting them to take the work that they had created in terms of of poems that they had created and that type of stuff, and getting them out to Lulu.com and and having them self publish their work. And um, he said that there was there was one girl who uh, she had published her work, and when she got it back, uh, and and she got it in her hands for the first time, she read through it and she was just furious at herself. And he's like, well, what's the matter? You know, I thought this was going to be great. And she said, do you know how many spelling errors I have? Do you know how many, yeah. do you, I, I put the wrong word here. Or I just, and, and suddenly because it was out in the wild and anybody could get to it, she's like, I got to fix this before anybody else gets a hold of this. And if it was on a teacher's desk, she would have never cared. She would have never reflected right. ever again. Exactly. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and we have to give you props. That's we, we share and reflect not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our problem is we share like crazy. We don't reflect enough and reshare that. Yeah. That's a big one. And I noticed that. So let's jump back into it. So let's talk about um, during the, during this growth experience, like as you, as you uh, took the students through the different phases, um, what revelations came about, what changes happened, what, and I like to say this, what spinoffs, what spinoffs happened, what, what else happened for the school district and for the school that you realized, Hey, we need better video editing, creative writing, audio editing, you know, math, coding, science, STEM. Can you, yeah. can you talk to that? Well, one big thing we talk to kids about is show then reflect. That's our big mantra, another one that we use with kids. And actually, when they see us second time, they say, yeah, we know, show then reflect. I didn't do it, did I? <laughs> or uh, I forgot about this. So we talk to children about everything you show has to have a reflection and you have to do it better. And then you have to bounce it off of your friends. You can look at other ideas to stimulate your thinking, and but you've got to show and reflect everything you do. You have to reflect. And I think that ultimately that's the big piece that spun off of this and will hopefully continue uh, exponentially to spin off of this is that reflection is really a missing piece mm -hmm. in education. Um, and if they, if, if they're going to show something, anything, not only do they need to reflect then at that moment upon showing it, but then they also need a, to go back and revisit it frequently. Mm -hmm. And that really is a transformative idea if you think about it, because it's just like what you were talking about a few minutes ago. The idea of handing something in and never seeing it again is dead. Mm -hmm. um, and so ultimately, that's the biggest transformative idea, I think, is that it's a constant process. Um, and I think it's worth mentioning also, kind of going back to Seth Godin's idea of shipping, um, it's important that we that we admit out loud here that a second grader probably shouldn't be building a public website. <laughs> Maybe, you know, sure. but I doubt it. Uh, in fact, it's kind of against the rules of, of Weebly and Wix and Google Sites. Right. right? Yes, so maybe yes. not a great idea. But the idea of shipping evolves over time. Mm -hmm. And so that's another sort of revelation we've had as a, as a district is what does shipping look like and what's age appropriate shipping? Right. Um, and so something like Seesaw, for instance, mm -hmm. you can create this really cool triangle between the student, the teacher, and any guardians that they want. And to that third grader, for instance, that's shipping. Mm -hmm. yeah. But by the time a kid gets really, really public 
and get social media accounts, shipping transforms and becomes something completely different in the mind of that child. Sure. Um, so that was another sort of revelation. Um, and then it also, another spinoff is that content creation is sort of something that we can't ignore in schools anymore. Yeah. High quality content creation. And what we've learned, and, and Madison City's been really focused for years on uh, beefing up our video programs and beefing up our digital design and graphics programs and things of that nature. So we were already kind of on that train, mm -hmm. but what we've learned along the way is that, you know what, our kids, especially the best of them, can create higher quality content than the local businesses yes. can, right? Yes. If you look, watch local commercials, yes. My, our high schoolers, some of our middle schoolers can make better quality work. Yeah. Yes. So that's another big spinoff is this idea that kids can do real work right now. Mm -hmm. and, and many of them through their portfolios have actually been led into real jobs, making a lot more money than I ever made right. as a high school student, you know, and they don't have to go, bag groceries they can sit and edit video for a local company and make money doing it yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Tur turning i don't want to say turning education into entrepreneurship but but marry, I like marrying marrying i'll take that <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, well, i like to say more more of it's more of a marriage to me marrying the education with entrepreneurship i, I mean sure. hopefully the education part never ends so it's not you know like it evolves into it but but by the same token allowing your students to take that step and frankly to if it, if those steps come about to fail at the entrepreneurial side. So now Absolutely. I get to learn why, you know, I'm making great videos. Why didn't this local company want me to do their video? Haven't they seen what I do? Well, yes, but, and make that <laughs> right. part of the educational process. And the beauty is they're, they're learning that under the sort of safe umbrella yes. of, of school. Yes. Um, whereas I, in my mid twenties, made so many gigantic mistakes and even got fired from a job or two because of mistakes that I easily could have made earlier in life under the safe umbrella of education. Yeah. And I could have hit the ground running a lot more readily um, at age 18, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, the problem, and, and this is, I, I want to address, so your staff seems very progressive. So it looks like yeah. you guys have a very smart administration that has progressive staff and you know, that's not common. That's not a common thing that happens everywhere. That's fair. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, so how did you, did you have any detractors? Did you have any heavy speed bumps that slowed you down on the way? Not necessarily mm. just staff, but maybe mindset, you know, yeah. because that, I'm going to start naming them by name. So we have a beeper button somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah. no? laughs> the answer, no matter what district we are in or were in hypothetically, the answer would always be yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's because we are part of one of the most dated and traditional systems on earth. Mm -hmm. um, education in general, the industrialized education that in my opinion is going away. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but man, it's not going away very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, there's always going to be those who strive to preserve right. what they've latched onto. And in my opinion, we, we, as a society in general, not just in education, are completely done with the idea that we can prescribe to a construct for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't matter what we're talking about, what sector of society we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, we've always got hurdles um, and some of those hurdles are people, sure. sure. Um, but we believe that through putting the students first and through showing the beauty of the process as well as the product, as Mason Overcash put it in the documentary, yeah. through that process, you can't deny the truth and beauty of digital portfolios. And not until you make something and ship it out in the world, though, do people buy in. Right. Because if you're just sitting in a meeting and going, hey, wouldn't digital portfolios be awesome? People are going to, somebody's going to say, no, they wouldn't. Right. <laughs> but if we can see it, if we actually see it and it's already happened and here's the proof, that's when change starts happening in people's hearts and minds. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so that's our ultimate call to all educators worldwide. If you have a good idea, you have a social responsibility to do it, create something and ship that out in the world so that other people will also buy into the idea. Mm -hmm. Not until that happens will we ever start to break apart the old construct to rebuild the new. Well, and that's, 
uh, blatantly, obviously evident in the fact that you're you're taking your phases and your resources, and you know these are the things that that you built and you grew and and everyone working with you. I don't mean you specifically, but you know everyone involved in the process, and you're throwing it out there for the world to take and remix and use the way they need to want to adapt it, adopt it. I mean, you are living, you you are practicing what you're preaching, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying that's to do. Exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, the, you know, the mindset there, um, it's definitely a growth mindset. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm feeling from you guys. Um, have you, do you guys, through citizenship, and, I, and I'm, I'm shooting here because I want to talk about digital citizenship, and I, I love the way you guys explain that. You're right. Uh, it's 2017. This is citizenship now, period. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're at that global market. That's where we are. We're here to play in the global sandbox. So um, sure. do you guys hit a lot on citizenship throughout their entire growth period? And do you push a growth mindset, you know, philosophy there? Do you guys look at it? It's okay to fail. Falling down is the best thing that can ever happen to you. You know, just ask Gary Vaynerchuk. He'll tell you, fall down, get up, keep running. You know, that's what you do. Sometimes we encourage them to put things on their portfolio that were failures on purpose and show the, their reflection and their growth from it or show the first of the product in the end and to constantly be looking at those things as not a, a static thing. I'm a growing thing. I'm a moving thing. And you actually show that, Molly, in your own portfolio. You know the page of unfinished art that you have? Oh, yeah. I have a whole tab or just stuff I started and didn't finish. No. <laughs> hey, well, that's, that opens yeah, up a great question. That's... Dave and I were just talking about this. Do you guys encourage your teachers to have port digital portfolios also? Do they all have digital portfolios? So they don't all have portfolios, no. Uh, but we do encourage it, and we're going to continue. And I would just like to point out right now that we are in no way satisfied with the progress that we've made. <laughs> And I, but I don't think we ever will, be, yeah, right? Sure. So yeah. we're still growing just like we hope other districts see this and begin to grow. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't, I don't want to pretend that we've got it all figured out and that we're all smooth sailing. Um, but yeah, we encourage it. And in fact, our former superintendent, Dr. Fowler, who's now at the state level, um, he asked us to do an adult digital portfolio sequence. Yeah. And so we hosted a session here. He came and started building his and, you know, that, that was a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Several um, board members came too and started. Yeah. The board members. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, you know, it, it's really funny as we were watching, as we were watching the, the video and as we've been talking and learning more about what's, you know, what you guys ha have been developing and are continuing to develop. Um, it, I, it, it just, my, my mind is racing because we're in education, so we think of it from the educator side. You know, you know, let's get let's get the teachers involved and the and the administrators involved. And but I think you brought up a very key point. You know, you have board members who are not necessarily in education who look at this and go, I probably need to be doing this for myself. And so yeah. now you have this thing that's frankly growing like wildfire, or at least certainly has the potential to have that, as you say, gasoline poured on it. Yeah. To to really get outside and beyond the walls of education into all aspects of, of life, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, putting out there whatever it is you do in life, putting it out there, reflecting on it, growing curating from it, it curating it. Like exactly. Curating. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think I think it's really easy pill. Yes. So this whole thing is not an easy pill to swallow by all adults, right? The whole idea that we need to tear some things down to rebuild. But the idea that uh, there's a stack of resumes resumes that are all eight and a half by 11 white paper with 12 point times New Roman font right. on somebody's <laughs> desk, right. and you're probably not going to get the job right. because you can't stand out in a stack of paper. Mm -hmm. That is a really easy pill for adults to swallow because we've all been struggling with that for as long as we've been trying to get jobs or scholarships or whatever we do, right? So that's a good starting point, by the way, for adults, I think. If you're trying to convince adults that this is the, the wave of the future, I think creating that dichotomy in their brain between what is a resume versus what is a digital portfolio mm -hmm. and how can you bring your skill set to real life and color for someone um, to separate you apart from a stack, then you're talking about family, yes. money, the things that matter to baby boomers <clears throat> right. and, and everyone else, right? But I mean, that traditionally, that's what drives baby boomers, right? So that's a good way to sort of explain it to people. And I think... Um, 
sometimes you start there with kids. I don't know if it's that necessary to start there. Right. They've never, you know, especially the younger ones, they've never applied for the job. They've mm-hmm. never. So they're not going to have to be as convinced as an adult would. Yeah. The buy-in yeah. with them was, and this was epiphany we had halfway through. I mean, going through a couple of schools, we realized we needed to address stereotyping and identity because they were getting to the point where they're having to categorize this themselves, find these things in themselves, and they were having a hard time. It's, we had to stop and go, you know, there's the world and the way they see you, and do you want control over that? Do you want control over the way the world sees you? And for them to be able to switch that brain and go, oh, something clicked with them when we went and we talked about why we stereotype as humans and what that looks like. And you're going to take control and how you're going to take control is you're going to put this best self forward and the real self. And it just became a journey of identity more than anything for the younger ones. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And something else, the the younger kids, even older kids, you know, we're feeding digital portfolios through passions. So that's what the selling point for kids we have a lot of kids who we had teachers saying, oh, this child is never going to do that. And we would approach the child for his or her passions. And then by the end of the digital portfolio process, which it's never over, you know, right. we tell the kids, they ask us, oh, so when it's going to be over, yes, when right. publish? And we say, <laughs> you can publish when you're ready, but it's never over. It's like Da Vinci's work, you know, never finished and you were never happy. Next year, you come back and you tear it all apart. But that child that we were told is not going to work was actually working and quite involved when he got into his passions. So feeding through the kid's passion, you can teach them math, you can teach them science if you go through the passions avenue. That brings me back to uh, a tweet that I I retweeted from, um, what's his name, Danny Steele, a really great, uh, highly celebrated principal here in Alabama. Shout out to him. He's at Steele Thoughts on Twitter. He says, he tweeted the other day, some kids act apathetic. It's an act. Every kid cares about something. It's our job to figure out what it is. And I think portfolios are a really great avenue to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think that's key. I, I, I mean, and I, I think that's key for any of us, all of us. Uh, you know, if you if you can hit me where I'm, you know, in the place where I'm passionate, then instantly I, I've got that connection. And and because it's something that I'm interested in, then I want to do well in whatever whatever it is that, that you're tying back into that passion. I want to do yeah. well because I'm passionate about it. And I want to be yeah, able to... And, oh, go ahead. And because I've connected with you and you appreciate that passion that I've shown. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It's just human nature. Yeah, right. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And, and that's it's awesome. That's what drives all artists. That's that's what it is. Yep. That's that's that one nectar that we always shoot for. Yeah. And it doesn't take a lot. It just takes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, tell us, give us a couple, a handful, some of your greatest experiences so far that's happened. Now you had Success some stories. Yeah. Yes, you've, yes. you've had some great. The video highlights some wonderfully well-spoken young ladies and young men that just blew me away. Uh, I like the tuba player. Um, (laughs) but you know, they, they really impressed me, but tell me some, some success stories. So before we start that, I think it's worth pointing out that we don't know yet what lies on the other side of this. We've not yet seen a student go through 13 years of public education and come out the other side having focused on show then reflect through the portfolio process. So that that's super exciting for all of us. It's like, man, what's this gonna look like yeah. in a decade? So let me yeah. let, let me interject. Wait, let me change that. Let's not say success stories because they're all success stories. Even a kid right. who does anything in that is a success story. Let's talk about the the life changing events that you've seen happen that have taken a student to a different level of a student or to a different I level start of with an artist. A really, I'll start with a really simple one. Um, we talked a little bit about the students' labels mm-hmm. in the documentary. Really? It's like the, like, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It's like the, the subheading of the website. I love them. Yeah. Um, and not to, I'm not going to embarrass her by saying her, own, her name, but uh, we had a great track star female at James Clemens High School. And she was glad that she was a track star, obviously, and I'm pretty sure she used that to get a great scholarship to a school and everything else. But it was a little frustrating for her because she was a creative genius also. Mm. And, but, you know, especially in Alabama, you know, if you're an athlete, that's kind of all you are to a lot of people, especially in the adult world. And so through going through the idea of a label, try to do it in six words or less. Who are you? 
and reshaping not only how you think of yourself, but how the world may think of yourself, like Molly was saying. And she came up with uh, an athlete with an artistic eye. And that simple five-minute epiphany that happened with her, I truly believe, and I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I truly believe that may have changed the trajectory of her life. Sure. Um, through that self-reflection and then working to identify herself in a new way. Um, so that's that's one really small but kind of giant sure. um, success story. Um, I see that happen a lot with kids. And, and that's the number one thing when we do digital portfolios is to create this very relaxed, very welcoming, open environment where when we get to that label part and we start talking about stereotypes, you see some of the, especially the middle schoolers tighten up a little bit because they're really afraid of putting that person out. When they finally get to that point of working on that label and they finally spit out who they think they are and it was accepted, it's, you can see the transformation on their face immediately going, oh wait, you mean I can put myself out there and yeah. not have to. Yeah, yeah. There's and, lots of those. And we've had some students who, um, weren't exactly in the top 10% of their class sure. in the traditional metrics world, right? But he had real passions for art, had real passions for video production or design or whatever. And for the first time in their school career, had an avenue through which to share with not just their teacher and their parents, but with the world, what they're good at. And then they had a renewed sense of self yeah. and a renewed sense of purpose that numbers and grades could have never given them. Um, and, and we all know that adults grow into that. And some of us find, don't find ourselves until 20 years after high school. Right. Um, and some of us never find ourselves, <laughs> That's true. frankly. Right. And so I think all of those examples are success stories um, working to validate their skill set and their passions before leaving school. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that they're not so inclined to think less of themselves because they didn't make it into the top 10% or didn't get to stand at graduation. That's, you know, helping them create that anchor point now, that's a big mm -hmm. deal. That those six words can be an anchor point that you fall back on in 10 years, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And that's, heck yeah. And that's a big deal. And, and you're right. A lot of folks don't find it ever. And they mm -hmm. never find that anchor point. And, and that's, they settle. They settle for. <laughs> some menial thing that is not fulfilling to them. Right. And uh, and it usually just takes one or two voices on the end validating that anchor point for them and going, yeah, that's that's it. And that's enough mm -hmm. to drive the human nature, you know, the human force yeah. for a lifetime. We, we believe that it's transformative. I think it is too. Oh, I, yeah. th I think yeah. it's, I, I think the way you guys have approached it and the way you have presented it is groundbreaking. And that, that's why it's different. That's why mm -hmm. it's working for you. And I think it's going to work for a lot of people. Yep. So I, I'm, I'm going to wrap us up because we, we run out of time. But I want to throw this out there. So on YouTube, MCS Steel Mine, S-T-E-A-L-M-I-N-E. -E, is that right? Mm -hmm. like like steal mine and I'll steal yours. That's wonderful. Uh, and I love that. Tag. That, is that, awesome. too, so. that is awesome. That is awesome. You guys are geniuses. We're very impressed. I'm going to go home and cry in a closet somewhere because I'm not as, not as talented. But, no. <laughs> but um, is there a Twitter address uh, for this? Did you guys have any social media for this project yet? Or will you ever have social media for this project? Do you, do you, you know, we don't have anything formally set up just for this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're a part of, you know, a Google Plus community for digital portfolios and, okay. you know, use the hashtag digital portfolios on Twitter. Yeah. But I highly recommend using that hashtag, okay. everyone out there. And in fact, I mean, going up, tying this all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, that's how I found you guys. I went out and searched Twitter for hashtag digital portfolios or maybe just the phrase digital portfolios. Mm -hmm. And I immediately found you, noticed that you had tweeted within the last 24 hours and I jumped. Cool. And that's, I think that's the key to this. Mm -hmm. So that's the new community yeah. is a hashtag. It is. Yeah. And, um, and that's so maybe one day we create a Twitter account called digital portfolios or something, but I don't know if that's necessary. Sure. The hashtag. I, right. Well, and, and that's what I was going to say, you know, the, the, the modern iteration of Twitter and social media, at least as of 2017 is more hashtag than at sign. I mean, yep, really, yeah. you know, we're, we're just, we're just one character over. So it yep, changes the yep. way you do everything. I, I do have one thing that's not related to any of this whatsoever. And you can feel free to not answer or, or pass or whatever. But the tattoo on your arm, 
is <laughs> it, it's a waveform, right? This is an audio-based podcast, yes. right? Oh, yes. Okay. It, it's, a, it's an audio waveform. I, I, that's, yeah. I, I, so I thought I so. So I was like, I'm like, that yeah, is yeah. a waveform. I'm an audio guy just like you are. Yeah. yeah. I, I went to school for it, and I'm a musician, and so, I still have a recording studio, and I produce music and everything you're, The music for the documentary is spot on, man. It's beautiful. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Uh, I worked really I, hard on that. I enjoyed it. We were both, that's oh, yeah, the first yeah. thing we were both like, yeah. yeah, there's a groove. That's it. That's yeah, really good stuff. Right. Thanks a lot. Hey, we want to keep in touch. We want to find out what's going on, and we will um, through social media and the whole bit. We want to come back in a few months and tell us where you start school this next year. Man, yeah. And uh, if you're at ISTE or FETSI or AESA or any of the stuff, find us. We're usually there. Uh, we'll see you at ISTE. We'll we'll shoot you a DM on Twitter and okay. try to hook up with you. I'll be at Love ISTE. Love to have a coffee or something. Dave yeah, won't be awesome. there, but I'll be at ISTE. Jeff um, will be there. I'm volunteering in a lot of places. Uh, I'll be at the Badge Summit the day before if you guys are coming to the Badge Summit. Okay. So are we'll you guys... day early, so maybe we may... And are you guys presenting at ISTE? No, we're not. This okay. year we're just going to... going to hang gonna out go. and visit we're, and... Yeah. Yep. We're share. presenting at uh, the Alabama AETC. Oh, nice. Kind of the ISTE of Alabama. Yeah, so sure. we're going to be doing that uh, the week before. But cool. uh, we hope... Uh, next year, we'll be all over presenting at ISTE. Well, the really cool thing about ISTE is you can still present your story just by visiting with folks and sharing. So, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, yeah. I'll find awesome. you guys and we'll hang out. Okay. Ditto. Sounds Great. Awesome. awesome. Thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate it. Hey, thank, thank you guys, guys so much. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in. And I don't have my notes because. Jeff is. I, I took him off the Jeff screen. Is, Jeff is messing with yeah. me. Anyhow, right now we've got music coming up from uh, Nick Flora, I believe, and this is "Hard Man to Love." Great song. Give me just a second. Oh. <laughs> there it is. You're listening to the Edgy Tech Guys. Hope you're having a great day. We just had a great day with Madison City Schools. Wonderful, wonderful conversation with them and what they're doing with digital portfolios. Yes, and uh, we will be sure to uh, share out. And I, I haven't, I haven't looked. I think we've shared out some of that, but we will definitely be sharing out uh, links to uh, their shared resources, links to their documentary, all that good stuff about using digital portfolios with the students. Yeah, really cool stuff. Hey, listen, uh, this summer, if you'd like to see us live. If you would. Yeah, first place we're going to be is next week. Yeah, next week, and that is Wednesday and Thursday. Sure. <laughs> June 7th and 8th, whatever day those are. Put a, put a day to the number. That's right. Uh, it's going to be the Innovation Institute up in Springdale, Arkansas. 
Yeah, then the next week, uh, that is a Wednesday and Thursday, June the 12th through the 15th. We're actually there the third, the 14th and 15th. The mm-hmm. pre-con is the 12th, the 13th. Uh, we'll be at the Hot Springs Technology Institute in beautiful Hot Springs, Arkansas. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's what we're doing this summer. Possibly going to be at Podstock in Wichita, Kansas. That's in July. We'll have more information about that. But definitely visit their website. Uh, just look up Podstock. And they have a few spots still left open. Oh, you yeah, can yeah. register if you'd yeah. like to go to Podstock in Wichita, Kansas. Yep. Really, really cool conference there. Hey, and I, Jeff Madlock, will be at ISTE from the 24th until the end of it. There until they throw me out of San Antonio <laughs> and tell me to never come back. So you'll be there the later on the 24th. That's right. About the, <laughs> as, as soon as I can get the key to the handcuffs, I'll be gone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, but uh, I'll be there early for a badge summit. Definitely want to check out the badge summit. I will post some more links to that on our Twitter. If you want to find out about the badge summit starting a day early, that's on the 24th before ISTE officially starts up. Awesome. And all that good stuff. Yeah, that is very, very cool. Very, very cool. Um, uh, listen, you know what time it is, don't you? Oh, it's time for the Google tip of the week. <laughs> David almost forgot to sing the whole song right there. Listen, I want to give I didn't a, know we were doing one since we yeah, were running over. This is uh we're running a little over, but you know, we'll do one anyway. Good. Okay. Nice. This is, this is a good show to have it an hour long. Awesome. It's a great show. Oh yeah. Uh, but here's what's a really cool about what's going to Google. Kind of a recap with GoGuardian. Uh, just been working with some some classrooms and some teachers and some school districts and some schools schools uh, on using GoGuardian Teacher. Uh, one really cool thing about that is is Google Classroom. When you go into GoGuardian to create your classroom, there's a button that says, you know, pick your Google Classroom. So if you've already taken all that time to do that, it's an easy one-click button to bring in your Google Classroom. And let's talk about Google Classroom. One of the neat features that we've discussed before but is really cool is the summary for guardians. So if you enable that form inside your Google Classroom, then each week your guardians get a missed assignments list for the students, their student, and then it gets all of the any of the announcements, assignments, anything that you've put into it, any dates, they get a nice summary of that. So, cool. you know, you can keep your digital syllabus online for your parents and students constantly, which is really pretty cool. That's very cool. So just a little reminder about Google Classroom. And don't forget that Google Classroom is now available to everyone. So if you're doing a vacation Bible school with your church or you're doing a summer camp for Cub Scouts and Girl Scouts, you can use Google Classroom right now to make that an even more exciting experience. Very cool. Yeah. Hey, been a great show. It's been awesome. I've had a good time. But then again, I always have a good time. Hey, we always have a good time. That's what we do. <laughs> We're the EduTech guys. Listen, we'll <laughs> catch you next time. I'm Jeff. I'm David. See you. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and its programs are those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all but, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.